Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, March 31st, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, hot off an embargo, we've got the details on Joe Biden's American jobs plan. Number two, House Democrats are urging Joe Biden to take action on guns. And number three, a dramatic story about an investigation into Republican lawmaker and Trump ally, Representative Matt Gates broke last night. All right, Jake, let's lay down what we're talking about in the number one story, Joe Biden's American jobs plan. This is going to be the legislative story for the next at least several months. Yeah, that's right. Um, this is the probably the most ambitious spending package in 50, 60 years or something like that. This is a $2 trillion package, which is going to remake American infrastructure. I suggest, you know, that you um, check out the you check out the Punchbowl News newsletter this morning because, you know, there's a lot of details in there. $621 billion for transportation, $174 billion for electric vehicles. Um uh, 213 billion for um, uh, sustainable places to live, 400 billion for uh, expanding access to affordable home or community-based care for aging relatives and people with disabilities. I mean, it's both human infrastructure. That's a lot of billions there. <laughs> yeah, a lot of billions. Um, yeah, a lot of billions. That's exactly right. I mean, so listen, the top of Punchbowl News this morning details lays out how Nancy Pelosi wants to pass the American Jobs Plan, which is what this is called. I mean, it sounds like a very Trumpy uh, name, which is not necessarily bad, I suppose. Um, uh, by July fourth, that's very, very ambitious, and uh, Joe Biden's going to lay this out today. Um, so a couple interesting things here. This this bill spends two point five trillion dollars over eight years, but is paid for over fifteen years. And remember, this is only a White House framework. We don't have any idea what the House is going to do with this and how it's going to and what the Senate's going to do. This is just a framework that the administration wants. And unlike um, the rescue package before this, with the the covid rescue package, the one point nine trillion dollar covid covid rescue package, um, the House is starting from scratch here. They don't have a framework like they did with the COVID relief bill because Congress had done a bunch of these. So anyway, it spends it spends money over eight years, but taxes over 15. So that basically means the spending is so big over those eight years that it's paid for over 15 years. Now, that's too big for some people, too small for people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who says, wait, we just spent $1.9 trillion over two years. Now we're spending $2.5 trillion over eight years. So, you know, tight margins here uh, and... Uh, not a lot of time. Remember, Republicans are not going to be participating in this. I don't care what anyone says. It's just not going to happen. This raises the corporate tax rate from 21 to 28. Um, there's also um, uh, individual tax hikes as part of this on the top end uh, of a couple points to back to 39.7%, I believe. Um, and so we kind of see this as a... Um, as a uh, July, August, September, October <laughs> um, timeline to get this through. But maybe we're wrong. Maybe it goes quicker. I just find it very hard to believe that this is going to happen very quickly. Yeah, I mean, I think that, like let's just zoom out. I feel like that's what I always say in the in, in this podcast. But let's zoom out a little bit. Obviously, the devil's always in the details. As you say, this is a Joe Biden plan. What is proposed today in Pittsburgh is not going to be what 
potentially makes it into law. We don't think so. No, we don't think so. But I think the bigger point is Nancy Pelosi. This is, by all measures, everyone expects her last congressional term as speaker. This would be a massive swan song for the California Democrat to have done not only Obamacare, not only the, you know, $1.9 trillion COVID relief plan, but to end on this would be a big, big victory for her. So I just think it's important that we, you know, we're going to move on to our number two story, but just to watch how she maneuvers this, because we always say, you know, you discount Nancy Pelosi at your own peril. She's been very, very effective. She's got very tight margins. It's going to be extremely difficult, but it would certainly be a feat for her and kind of a nice ending when you look at what her goals are in terms of the broad swath of kind of reframing and reshaping uh, the American uh, landscape in general. Let's move on to the number two story of the day. Uh, House Dems are urging Biden to action on guns. Uh, you guys have a scoop there this morning, I believe, with uh, an exclusive newsletter for Punchable News. Yeah, that's right. There's an, uh, We have a new letter um, about um, uh, the, from Democrats pressuring the Biden administration to reclassify the um, AR-556, which is the same thing as an AR-15, but it's a pistol. So you can imagine what that um, you can imagine what that that would look like um, and and to reclassify it as uh, to put more regulations on it. Listen, so Democrats are trying to figure out how the hell they can get more gun regulations um, without uh, uh, gun control in the and getting through Congress. I mean, we've been, you know, somewhat optimistic, but very skeptical, I'd say is the best way to say it about uh, the prospects for gun control in the House and Senate. Um, but I mean, what what these Democrats led by Mike Thompson and Jonah Goose of Colorado, Mike Thompson of California, are trying to do is find some sort of shortcut to short circuit the process um, and and to reclassify this deadly pistol as um, uh, just make it harder to get, harder to buy, harder to keep, harder to hold, all of those things. <laughs> all of the things. I mean, I think to me, the thing that this just shows, though, is Democrats, uh, you know, how hard it is going to be for any sort of gun legislation, as much as there's been little openings here on the right, but, you know, we've been talking about where Senate uh, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is back in Kentucky, what he's been saying on this issue. But to me, you have 100 Democrats calling on Biden to to make a move here, to not wait for legislation that is is going to be, you know, hard at best and, and based on, you know, if passed as precedent is going to be very unlikely to actually amount to anything. Thing. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the day. Problems for Matt Gates. The Department of Justice is probing the Florida Republicans' relationship with a 17-year-old girl, Jake. This is pretty eye-popping stuff. Yeah, a big story by uh, Mike Schmidt and Katie Benner at the New York Times that was followed up by pretty much everybody. Um that indicates, uh, and Nick Fandos, I shouldn't forget Nick Fandos, who's on the Hill for the New York Times. Mr. Gates, according to the New York Times, I'm reading from the Times here, violate, they're investigating whether he violated federal sex trafficking laws. Um, a variety of statutes make it illegal to induce someone under 18 to travel over state lines to engage in sex in exchange for money or something of value. 
Um, apparently this woman was 18, according to this. They're looking into uh, an instance whether the woman was 18 is probably the better way to say it. Uh, he talked to Axios's Jonathan Swan and said that they're trying to criminalize uh, my sexual conduct. That's from Matt Gates, And he said he has in his single days provided for women he dated. Um, you know, we don't have any reporting on this. To be frank, um, we've done a lot of reporting when we were at Politico on Matt Gates about him renting an office from a donor, about him building a uh, studio in his father's house and charging taxpayers for part of it. Uh, you know, um, you know, this is big stuff. <laughs> I mean, anytime the Department of Justice is looking into you, it's not. I would say it's not. Um, it's not a good thing, <laughs> you know, and he's ex now he's saying there's some sort of extortion plot. I have no idea what he's talking about. Um, and, you know, I, I, this is, the, you know, the leadership is definitely taking a wait and see approach here to what how they'll handle this. And I um, and I imagine that that is probably a smart idea because we have no idea what's going on here. Yeah, I mean, I think, listen, they don't want to get out and head based on stories in The New York Times about, you know, what is actually happening. But I do think it is uh, also significant to just remember that this, you know, fresh round of stories comes out as there's been a ton of rumors that Gates could be retiring. Um, it's unclear if that's just a coincidence, um, but I, I, I guess, you know, I'd say nothing is a coincidence, right? Yep. Um, but we'll have to see. I think the other thing to really look at is what happens with uh, former President Donald Trump. Gates and uh, Trump have been very close and Gates was a big defender uh, of Trump during the impeachment trial and other legal problems. So certainly something that uh, that dynamic is also at play. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.